Transpotting contains adult language, juvenile humor, and honest depictions of trans joy. Consume at your own discretion. I love, I love it. it. Welcome back to Transpotting. We return with part two of our interview of Sophie Edwards, ancient transgender historian. I mean, she's not ancient, but the transgender history is. Yeah, that's the one. Did you, um, what was that Roman emperor who was kind of like, a lot of people think is trans, it was like Engolbus or something like that? Elagabalus, yeah. Oh boy, are we Do you want to? <laughs> well, we got another hour here. Another hour. <laughs> The only, there's only, I, uh, but uh, when you were talking about like um, Roman propaganda and people saying things like that, I know that a lot of people say that this particular emperor's, like a lot of the things that we point to as maybe, oh, this person might have been trans, a lot of it might have been uh, propaganda from their political opponents. That's absolutely possible. Yeah. So <clears throat> that is a complex mm -hmm. one. Um, <clears throat> so when you look at the, historical sources there's people saying one of the things elagabalus oh, could you said give like a summary of elagabalus for like for... yeah yeah <clears throat> um so elagabalus was roman emperor from 218 to 222 ce uh so four year period and was the descendant of um <clears throat> of God, what's his name? Septimius Severus, who was the first African Roman emperor. He was from uh, like modern day Libya. And so Elagabalus was also. Septimius African. Severus sounds like um, a cross which... between a uh, Skyrim and a Harry Potter name. <laughs> More like those characters. Yeah. Sound like yeah. They're probably yes. derived from that, that person. Yeah. Backwards. <laughs> Backwards. <laughs> Romans are kind of a little bit before Harry Potter. Um, <laughs> but yes. So. Um, the, the Severan dynasty was Septimius Severus, uh, became emperor. And then, um, after that, uh, his sons, Caracalla and Gita took over. Um, they hated each other. Caracalla killed his brother Gita and became the sole emperor. Um, he himself was, <clears throat> he himself died. His general Macrinus became emperor. Macrinus was um, <clears throat> not very well liked, and Caracalla in particular was well liked by the soldiers, which was really important in terms of uh, staying alive as an emperor, because um, it was not uncommon for the soldiers to just kill an emperor they didn't like. And so <clears throat> Caracalla was really well respected by the soldiers. Macrinus was not, um, <clears throat> and so he and his son Diadumenianus was uh they Macrinus was emperor and Diadumenianus was kind of like his like backup right uh, but he was pretty young and <clears throat> lots of intrigue lots of battles murder stuff uh, Macrinus dies and the the Severan family decide no we want we want to be in charge again so they put Elagabalus in charge who was <clears throat> related to Caracalla. They claimed Elagabalus was his son, 
which was not true, but they were related. Um, Elagabalus <clears throat> goes to Rome and um, sends word to Rome beforehand that anybody who sided with Macrinus was, um, was going to be given amnesty, which was a really big deal because just like it wasn't uncommon for soldiers to murder the emperor, it was also not uncommon for the emperor to murder his political opponents. So it would not have been unusual for Elagabalus to show up in town, round up everybody who sided with Macrinus, and kill them all. This would not have been unusual, but um, Elagabalus decided to grant amnesty to them. And so they're like, wow, this is great. This is really exciting. It must be a return of the Severan dynasty. It must be the beginning of a new golden age and a new temperate and measured emperor. And boy, were they wrong. So <clears throat> Elagabalus gets to town and <clears throat> takes control and it's it's very difficult to suss out the details of her life. I use she, her pronouns when referring to her, not because I think she's trans, but because it's no more or less correct than saying he, him. We'll get into that a little bit more in a moment. Um, <clears throat> anyway, so she gets in charge. She rules for a few years. People don't like her very much. And <clears throat> one of it, one of, uh, one of the things that she did was declare that women could serve in the Senate, which was very unusual that had never been done before. So her mother and Good for her, her queen shit, honestly, sat in the Senate. I know, right? <laughs> her mother and her grandmother sat in the Senate um, and sat in the Senate as men, which I wish we knew more about them because that's that's interesting. We could dig more into that, but we don't. Um, <clears throat> by the way, everything I'm about to tell you is questionable because the the, the sources are very um, very unreliable. So <clears throat> anyway, she's emperor for a few years. Uh, she has five different marriages to four different women. She married the same woman twice, and <clears throat> this was like. Roman marriage was, it was still monogamous, but divorce and remarriage was like not really a big deal. People did it all the time. So it was like unusual for her to have five different marriages in four years, but like she wouldn't have been looked down upon for that. It's just a little unusual. Um, apparently also had two different husbands, um, both athletes, I think. And She knows um, how to pick them. I know, right? Bisexual icon right there. And um, she had all sorts of lavish festivals. She was the priest of a um, an Eastern sun god cult called... The emperor is called Elagabalus, even though that wasn't her name. It was Marcus Aurelius Antoninus. But there are like seven or eight emperors named Marcus Aurelius Antoninus. So we just call her Elagabalus because it makes it simpler. And the god is also called Elagabalus. But I just call the god Heliogabalus because that's also the name that the god has. But it's also the name that the emperor has. So I'm going to call the person Elagabalus and the god Heliogobalus, just to, to make it easier, right? This is confusing enough as it is. So she's the priest of the Eastern sun god cult of the sun god Heliogobalus. And the Romans thought that was weird. They weren't really into this, <clears throat> this Eastern cult. Um, it wasn't unusual for, like, if the Romans conquered you, they would often just 
bring your god into their pantheon. Because it's like, you know, it's easier to conquer someone if you're like, no, don't worry, we didn't murder your god. He's just part of the club now. By the way, where's your tribute? Send us gold. <laughs> so, <clears throat> like, it wasn't unusual for that to be the case, but they did think it was weird and off-putting. Um, <clears throat> especially with the whole, like, gender transgression side of things. So A power play, but a weird one. <laughs> in a way, in a way. Um, <clears throat> so she was like the, like, main priest of this cult like the like kind of like the pope of the cult and so it it's a very weird process to see this person becoming in charge it's almost like if like it's it's hard to make sense of how unusual this situation would have been for the romans but so she is the priest of a like not foreign because it's still part of Rome, but considered foreign cult, comes to Rome, marries <clears throat> a bunch of different people, including a Vestal Virgin, which is like an ancient nun, so to speak, which was like, no, we don't do that. But she decided to do so anyway. Um, wears makeup, <clears throat> uh, dresses like a lady, prostitutes herself at the brothel, if the sources are to be believed. And <clears throat> the whole thing is just like, it's it's not... Like, the Romans didn't like this. And so after four years, they'd had enough. Um, <clears throat> she made her nephew, Severus Alexander, heir. Um, <clears throat> the military liked him better because he seemed like a, you know, more temperate person. And so um, <clears throat> eventually they murder Elagabalus and he becomes the, the new emperor. Everything I told you is extremely question god stop burping sophie um <clears throat> everything i told you was extremely questionable because we only have three sources on this there's cassius dio who is largely considered a credible historian but he served under severus alexander who hated elagabalus so everything he says about elagabalus we can't really take it at face value because if he like <clears throat> Severus Alexander hated Elagabalus, Severus Alexander was <clears throat> um, Cassius Dio's boss. And so that wouldn't be good for his career to like, to praise the emperor. So he's got to go out of his way to make her look as bad as he can. So that's Cassius Dio. We also have Herodian, <clears throat> um, who is not great in terms of like historical reputation. He's not super credible. He's contradicted pretty often, um, but he's the least biased toward Elagabalus and probably the most charitable toward her, but still slanders her upright and down. And then there's the Historia Augusta, which was written like a hundred years later. And like a lot of people think it's like almost like ancient satire, almost like a collection of onion articles. And so we don't have any good sources on this emperor. So <clears throat> we've got slander and like blatant lies and <clears throat> a like just somebody with a bad historical reputation. So was she trans? Well, <clears throat> we can't really say at the end. Like it's it's <clears throat> the there's lots of historical slander, but nobody's really slandered in a way that says, like, 
they wanted to be a woman and they wanted to get bottom surgery. Like this is not a thing that's ever mentioned about anybody else. And that was part so of that the, the slander, right? is interesting enough to be noteworthy. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> so that is noteworthy and that is interesting and is worth looking at, but it doesn't mean she was trans. <clears throat> we don't know at the end of the day. And with the sources we have, we're never going to know. And that kind of sucks, but that, I mean, <clears throat> it's, it's not, it's complicated too, because the sources make her out to be a really bad person. Like, <clears throat> She butchered babies. She uh, would have parties where she would murder all of her guests. She, you know, stuff that I don't want to bring up for content warning purposes. She did a lot of bad stuff. And so if the sources to are to be believed, she is trans and also evil as hell, like mind-blowingly evil. If the sources are not to be believed, he is slandered in the historical reputation and was just kind of a weird guy that the Romans didn't think too kindly of. So it is a very complicated subject to explore. Um, yeah. And I, yeah. Have a question. I had a quick question for you. <clears throat> sure. I, um, how, you may have already mentioned this and I apologize if I missed it, but how long? I know that was take... a lot. It's okay. No, no, no. It's, I, I'm just trying to soak it all in like a sponge. It's, it's great. Um, how long did it take to go from her reign to getting killed? Because I was, I'm thinking if, if, if she's really that evil, that it wouldn't take very long for the reign to end. And <laughs> I guess, unless there was some kind of conspiracy going on. You said on, it was like, do we have yeah, an idea? Pe people who are evil don't usually stay in charge of countries very long, do they? <laughs> <laughs> she lasted four years. One presidential yeah. term. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so... It, I mean, there were other terrible people who were in charge of the Empire in different times as well. They, that's also complicated, like Caligula, for example, who was also heavily, heavily, heavily slandered in the historical record. Like sometimes they just made stuff up and sometimes it's just kind of exaggerated too. Like there's a famous story that Caligula made his horse consul. Consul was like before the emperors, consul was the highest rank in the Roman state. And after the emperors, they still had consuls to do like kind of like administrative stuff, but they were almost like, almost like vice presidents in a way. They were subordinate to the emperor, but they were still a supportive role. So when Caligula made his horse consul, is that because he was super, super crazy and just out of control and just didn't know what was going on? Or was that a flex of him to say, hey, Senate, you are worthless. I'm going to do whatever I want. And it doesn't matter. Anybody could be consul. My horse could be consul. You could be consul. It's going to be the same thing because I'm going to push my agenda through and there's not a damn thing you can do about it. Which one is it? I don't know. Maybe a little of both. <clears throat> little column A, little column B. Could be, could be. Um, so yeah, uh, I wish, on one hand, I wish the Romans didn't love like trash talking each other so much. On the other hand, it's often quite entertaining. So they at least were good at it. Totally, totally. It kind of reminds me a little bit it's of- It's like a Mean Girls burn book. 
reminds me a little bit of things I'm, you read in tabloids and stuff like that. But it's history, and that's kind of, kind of fun. Kind of. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm sure somebody will, like, hundreds of years from now, people will look at, like, the National Enquirer or something to uh, analyze its role in shaping <laughs> historical like, narratives. Well, we don't know if Bad Boy was real or not, but he sure had a cultural impact. <laughs> Now, this is all sure questionable, <laughs> but there was a bad Look. boy. <laughs> Look, bad boy is real, okay? In this house, we stand bad boy. <laughs> Mothman, bad boy, all of the above. Any cryptid, really. Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> bad boy's the true trans. People uh, just love the drama of it all. Pardon? What did you say, Celeste? Oh, I just said people just love the drama of it all. That's part of the fun of it, too. (sighs) And that's part of why, like, Roman history in particular is so awesome. They've left us so, so much in terms of material. Like, the Greeks have, the, like, the Persians have, a, a lot of cultures have, the Egyptians have. But you don't get a, like view of what life was like in Roman society that's as thorough as we get from the Romans. Um, I misspoke there a little bit. We don't get a view into what daily life was like in any society, in the West at least, until the printing press shows up that we do as the Romans. Like they give us so much information about how their political system works, about how they trash talked each other, about what their laws were like. Um, even like the graffiti that we get from Pompeii is just mm. spectacular. Um, you see, even like there, there's graffiti in uh, in Egypt because the Romans ruled Egypt for a while, and so there's graffiti in Egypt of tourists showing up, writing on the walls right near hieroglyphics, saying like, "I don't know what this means." <laughs> Which is hilarious. <laughs> and there's parts in Pompeii, there's there's one uh, piece of graffiti in Pompeii where somebody says, like, the, the direct translation is like, I, Secundus, took a piss here. <laughs> Which is amazing. It's amazing. <sighs> Goals, honestly. It's so much fun. Just humans so you get, being humans. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So you get that sort of thing. You get, there was a loaf of bread that was discovered in an oven in Pompeii. This loaf of bread, because of the eruption and because of the way the ash fell on the town, this loaf of bread was preserved. <clears throat> Can't eat it now, of course, but the shape of it was preserved. There's a stamp on it that shows who baked that loaf of bread. Um, you, we know, so we know it was a slave. We know the name of the slave owner based on the, the bakery in which it was made through analyzing this loaf of bread. We know the ingredients that were used to build, to make this loaf of bread. From there, we can piece together a recipe on how the Romans made bread. There are these little vignettes of what daily life was like in, um, in in Pompeii and in Rome in general, that like it's quite touching and beautiful in a way where it's like you see just these little day to day. It's it's almost like I don't know. Like we're all trans here. Y'all have played New Vegas, I'm sure, right? So you walk through there and you go into a house. <laughs> we all we need a moment for that. Yeah. <laughs> so you appreciate that for a moment. 
I know my audience. Um, <laughs> so, you know, you go into a house, an mm-hmm. abandoned house, and through, like, you can see that there's, like, a like a visual story that's told through the through the things you find. So there's like two people lying in bed and one of them is holding a shotgun and there's a uh like the combination to their safe in the hand in their hand, right? So like <clears throat> through this we can piece together, okay, this is what must have happened. This is what these persons this person's final moments must have been like. And we see that in Pompeii as well. You go through like <clears throat> and and Sorry, can it's I just take a moment? Made- I love how you used Fallout New Vegas to explain archaeology. <laughs> <laughs> it works, though. It works, Let me just though. bring it down a level for you trans folks out there. Let me get on your level. <laughs> Are you with me? It's, it's New Vegas. It's New we got Vegas. this? Okay. Now we can move forward. I love it. <laughs> so you got to speak to people in a language they're going to understand. Oh, I love it. So... But that's why those games are so intriguing. And that's why Fallout 3 is worth playing, despite the story not being that great, because you still have that kind of like right. visual storytelling. Um, and that's what you get in going through a place like Pompeii as well. You see like these vignettes of people living daily life and what happened when their life came to an end in this like one disastrous moment where everything was buried in ash or when the bombs went off. So it, it it's, you know, more appropriate than just me talking to trans girls, mm-hmm. but it's, it's a similar event. It's, you know, a natural disaster as opposed to a, you know, human caused disaster, but it's still the same sort of thing. Oh, that's so cool. <laughs> yeah. It's fascinating. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. So listeners, anyway. Marcia has thrown on a, a, a nice cozy, uh, nice cozy blanket. It's chilly here this Stay time warm of year. In this November. Important updates. Yes. Well, the listeners can't see it, so I have to make sure they know that Marcy is getting cozy. Uh, you didn't have to call me out like that. <laughs> didn't have to. What's wrong with having a blanket on? It just Nothing. makes fantastic podcasting. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Um, there you go. <clears throat> so, what's... What's next on the agenda for you? Do you have more videos coming out? Are you planning on expanding your scope of influence? Are you planning on I do just continuing what you're doing because you feel like it's at a good spot where it's at? Um, I do have more videos coming. I have, uh, I wrote a script today, um, a short one uh, on there's this museum that uh, decided to refer to Elagabalus using she, her pronouns. And everyone keeps messaging me to be like, Hey, you see this, you see this fine. I'll do a video on it. Stop bothering me. So I'm going to do that. Um, and then I, I saw that while we were on... chatting, I did some Google searching. <laughs> uh, not going to get into that now. Cause the new <laughs> video is coming out soon. Spoiler alert. Um, <laughs> at least I hope it is God. Um, so there's that. I have the one on Lucian we were talking about before. There is another one that I talked about that I've been doing for friggin' years at this point, which is a 
deep dive into the nearly 10,000 year history of the worship of a transgender Aphrodite on the island of Cyprus, which is some of the coolest. That sounds really cool. Uh, I'm really excited for that one. I know it does. I know it does. I'm really excited about it too. I'm really excited to bring this to a... The script is like 55 pages long at this point, and I'm nowhere near done. It's a problem. So, is it going to be a three hour long video? Not inconceivable. (laughs) Because I love throwing those on while I'm doing stuff around the house. Well, (laughs) thank God for people like you, then. So, there's that. Uh, There's another video on Unix that I'm going to do, which is not strictly trans history, but it's a related topic that I keep getting people asking me how people Unix themselves in the Oh, Unix, right. I thought you said like U-N-I-X, like the the computer thing. (laughs) No, not quite. Not quite. Um, I I don't fit all of the trans stereotypes. Um, (laughs) So that's the collection of videos. I've got a lot. I think it'll be really interesting to learn about Unix because that's something that like was very common for a really, really long time. But like, I don't know much about it. It's not always the most pleasant stuff that I dug up there. Uh, Perhaps unsurprisingly, because not all Unix were willing Mm -hmm. participants. But uh, yeah, good time there. Um, I I think it's interesting too, if not entirely pleasant. Um, I also have a long list of topics I want to get to, which will... Who knows? Who knows? Hopefully I live long enough to get to them all. And then I... I don't know. I got a bunch of other stuff going on too. I do voice coaching for trans women. Uh, I got a novel coming out next year. I got. Uh, wow, you stay on? busy. Can you tell us more? I about these also other have ADHD. <laughs> yeah, about tracks. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Tell us more about your your voice coaching and your novel, if you don't mind. Sure. Um, Please and thank you. So, I should have said that. Absolutely. <laughs> Don't tell me what to do. Um, <laughs> you know my mom. So, so uh, I, gosh, okay, uh, voice coaching, we'll start with that. So I work with trans girls who don't like their voice to help them sound, help them find a voice that they do like. Uh, I do, another thing I do, I do SEO for a living. Um, I have an SEO business that I've been running for like, like 12 years now. And one of my clients is a speech therapist in DC. And we never met in person. We only consulted over the phone. And when I, you know, convinced her to give me her money, um, we were talking about what she wants to see on her website. And she's like, oh, I want a page for stuttering for this, that, the other. Okay, cool, whatever. And I also want a page for transgender voice training. Cool. Okay. And then she starts like, explaining to me what trans people are and why they need voice coaching. And I'm like, what's she doing? Why, why, why are you doing this? And then it dawned on me that we never spoke in person. Uh, we only ever spoke over the phone. I never outed myself cause it just wasn't relevant. And then, so as she's explaining to me all this stuff, I'm like, oh, that's cool. You know, as a trans person, I think that's awesome. And she's like, what, what you're trans. Oh my God. I can't believe it. <laughs> like she, she's like, how'd you get your voice like that? I'm like, no, I just did. Do you naturally sound like that? No, I definitely don't. <laughs> and so she's like, she's losing her mind. And, you know, not not to brag or anything, but we knocked it out of the park 
SEO-wise, got her lots of new business, more than she could handle. And we're chatting one day because one of the things we do is write blog articles for her. So I'm like, you know, what do you, what do you want to see for your blog articles the next couple of coming months? And she's like, I want this, that, and the other. And also I want you to um, take care of my voice training clients because I don't have, I don't have the time to do it anymore. You're sending me too much new business. I'm like, what? I, I don't know how to do that. <clears throat> and she's like, yes, you do you're doing it now. You just don't know that you know. So let me teach you what you know, and then you can teach what you don't know that you know to other people. So <laughs> I like, she's, she's, she a, she's a dear like friend a and I say this playfully, but she bullied uh, me into it. And the rest you could say is history. <laughs> there we go. Put a little bow Thank on you. that. Send it. Send it. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun. Um, I do, uh, I have a like pretty wide sliding scale cause I know for a lot of girls, like a big barrier to employment is voice dysphoria and like voice incongruence. And so, you know, I, I try to make it as accessible as I can. Um, but it's, uh, it's a lot of fun. It's, it's fun work. That's really cool. That's, yeah. that's really cool. Yeah. Um, I know there are a lot of cis women who do, uh, trans voice training as well. And I don't think that's a problem. I don't think it's a bad thing. The problem is they can't demonstrate the difference. They can't do this, <laughs> right? So they, they, they can't say like, look, this is what your voice sounds right now. And this is what happens when you train your voice. This is how you can shift your voice into something that's different. But they're not going to be able to sound like this unless they start taking testosterone. And if they do, they're probably not as cis as they think they are. <laughs> Quick editor's note for inclusivity. Trans masculine folks can actually train their voice down, just like trans feminine folks can train their voice up. So testosterone definitely helps, but isn't always required. Thanks. Yeah, my voice trainer was a cis woman. I only went to her for like a 12-session thing and she was so lovely mm -hmm. it's, it's really cool do you have any tips for people yeah, that are still yeah. struggling with your voice right now one of the most important things is <clears throat> there's videos out there there's different sources like without commenting on the quality overall some is some stuff is good some stuff is not um there is some good stuff and if you can figure it out on, out on your own I think that's awesome um I'm all for that but one of the most important things is if you're going to try to guide it try to try to do like kind of self-guided um training to not <clears throat> not rush through the exercises that you're doing, but spend some time feeling how they feel. Um, a lot of girls will just sit there and like record their own voice and then like listen back to it and be like, oh, this voice sounds terrible. And it's like, yes, of course it does to you because nobody likes their own voice on recording. I don't. And I edit videos of myself all day, not all day, but like I will spend multiple hours editing a video and think like, God, I sound terrible. I clearly don't, not to sound cocky, but like people wouldn't hire me as their voice coach if I didn't have like somewhat decent voice. So like that is, and I don't know, I don't know which of you edits your own videos, but like you probably get the same thing, right? Where like you all sound lovely, but at the same time, listening to your voice back on 
like real yeah, it's terrible. It's, it's terrible. terrible. I, I, oh, I complain about it all the time to the other mm. two. I'm just like, I sound horrible, and they're yeah. like, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like no, no, you don't. Like. As a voice coach, no, you don't, but you're going to sound bad to yourself because that's right. just how it works. Because, like, we don't really hear our own voices as much as we feel them. So <clears throat> you get that, like, detached. First of all, the, like, baseline, everyone hates the sound of their own voice on recording. Trans, cis, I don't care who you are. And so, like, there's that baseline. On top of that, you're, like, trying to make sense of what you're hearing and trying to fit it into what like what you're feeling and it's so incongruent that it's like trying to fit a square peg into a round hole it just doesn't make any sense right so there's that issue um and then on top of that you stack gender dysphoria you can't win yeah. so at the end of the day it's much more important to feel how your voice feels and to like if you're going to do exercises, do it mindfully. Try to pay attention to where do you feel your voice in your body? And not from a like, how you know, ask yourself, how does it feel? But not in a like, it feels good, it feels bad sort of thing. Like not from a qualitative judgment perspective, but from a how does my voice feel as it's shifting perspective. A lot of people talk about resonance. It is important. It's not the only thing, but it is important. Um <clears throat> when I use this voice, it resonates down here in my chest. And I can like very acutely feel it in my chest. It's very obvious. Um, and if you've been through testosterone-driven puberty, you will know what that feeling feels like. And so if that's your default voice, you might not... Why am I still <laughs> talking like that? If, if, if that's your default... I catch myself doing that all the time. Um, if that's your default voice, you're not really thinking about how your voice feels because it's just what you do, right? Like you don't have to think about it. And so taking some time to feel, okay, well, this is how my voice feels currently. This is what I'm going for. I'm going for, you know, ideally feel it resonating here. That is a much more subtle um, experience and feeling it down here. So if you're feeling an absence of chest resonance, that is a sign you're probably going in the right direction. If you're not going into falsetto. Yeah. Pardon me. Um, and that's not always the easiest thing to do, especially because like universally trans women have spent a decent chunk of their lives dissociating from how they feel inside their own bodies. Right. We've all got that feeling. So it's not always easy to work with girls and coach them through that process of like, no, you have to feel what's going on in your body. That's a real uphill battle for a lot of the girls I work with. But if we can kind of get through that sort of barrier, then, <clears throat> then you can start getting into, okay, here's where I'm at right now. I don't like it. That's okay. We have to understand where we're starting and we recognize we want to get here, but we got to know where we're starting from so we can know where we're going. I think I rambled a bit there, but I hope that all made sense. Oh yeah. That, that's that a lot of what you said is what I heard from my voice coach. You know, a lot, at least for me, um, voice training was like 80% my own mental barriers and just having an issue, just conquering over my, my own self. And yep. then like, I still get voice dysphoria pretty regularly, but at some point I have to realize that it's mostly just like, not giving myself a very good look because like I've not been misgendered over the phone in like a 
year and a half. So like, yeah. I know I'm doing something right. And that it's probably just me being really hard on myself. That was me. I was working. Yeah. If I had an air horn, do, I would do, do, go do. off right now for you. So Yay. So yeah. Proud of you. Yeah. Ditto. 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 When I started, I was working a receptionist job and I kept on getting mammed and she heard on the phone. And I was like, oh, I guess this is working. That's cool. <laughs> you kind of nice, don't believe nice. it when it starts happening at first. Yeah, it's weird. Right. Yeah, yeah. And, and like, you, you assume people are just being mm-hmm, nice at being first, nice. but then you're over the phone and it's like, no, there's no, like, even if you do want to be nice, there's no, like, visual confirmation that you look like a girl. So it's like, okay, well, that, I must be doing something right then. Um, but I, I, I echo what you're saying 100%, Celeste, that, like, I sometimes get voice dysphoria still. That's absurd. That's absurd. I make my living as a professional voice person thing. So, like, that's ridiculous. But dysphoria doesn't always make sense. Mm-hmm. What I think is really fun about uh, going through voice training uh, and and having, you know, done it on my own, but also I know a lot of others have done their own too, is you notice that you, you start to have that, that muscle memory kick in. So you're not really thinking about it. However, I love that you talked about um, being mindful of how it feels when the air is kind of traveling through that cavity, uh, for lack of a better word. Oral laryngeal cavity? Yeah, that's the one. That's Hey, that was a better word. I didn't have a lack of a better word. You had a better word for it. Uh, especially in the morning when I wake up and we always, you know, everyone knows like morning voice, um, not warmed up yet. The muscles are not loose enough yet. But being very mindful mm-hmm. of how things feel as they as air passes through uh, your larynx and falls folds and all that good stuff, um, and maybe doing some silly little noises to yourself definitely seems to help in the morning. I've noticed so. Absolutely, absolutely. And like some of my exercises, I'll do just before a recording session, um, just to make sure that I sound kind of decent when I'm going in. Um, I mean, I don't, I don't control my voice as heavily as I used to just because I don't really care anymore. Um, but, uh, yeah. you know, when, when I first, you know, when, when you first start transitioning, you crave the uh, approval of your gender a lot more than you do after, you know, you've been out for a while. Now I, I don't really care as much as I used to, but doesn't mean I'm walking around talking like this all day. There's still a pretty stark difference between that voice and this. No, but I'm I'm definitely going to be using that voice if I'm reading a book and we need a character voice. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I, in, in my videos, um, I, I, all the voices you hear are mine. And so like when I'm reading the primary sources, I use this voice just to kind of differentiate, um, it's like how do you ever listen? Have you ever listened to Hardcore History with Dan Carlin? Yeah, he always has that different voice for the uh, for the quotes that he reads. I like that. Yeah, yeah, he does. It's, <laughs> yeah, I mean, why not? Why not save me money on having to? Exactly. Hire why hire a voice actor when you've got like I a can't... dozen yourself? Use every part of the throat. <laughs> I can't even, mm-hmm. I have a hard time going back to my old voice. Like it, I can't drop it low enough anymore to where I was at least. It's very well, strange. Well, if you're not using it, it's like yeah, a muscle I, and it'll go away. I'm not using it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've always had a fairly flexible voice. Um, so, I mean, 
when I really get into it, I can actually switch in the middle of a sentence, which is a lot of fun. <clears throat> but uh, I've, I've always liked like doing me too. It's stuff, fun, so isn't it? It was. Uh, I think I took to this stuff sooner than. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. What impressions um, what do you ones do? do I don't do? <laughs> when I was a kid, what's your favorite? Oh, when, I was, when I was uh, like in high school, I had that uh, scene where Golem talks to Smeagol in the Two Towers memorized, and I did the two voices. Uh, uh-huh. That one was really fun. <laughs> when I was really young, I did Jar Jar Binks, but nobody liked that one. <laughs> This was this was a lovely, lovely conversation. I think so. We got I to jump so. around. It was, it was lovely to get to talk um, to you a bit. I'm really excited to check out some more of your videos. Same here. Thank you. Same here. Thank you. Yeah. Um, like, comment, subscribe. I'll hit the little <laughs> bell. <laughs> Bing. Yeah. I was Good already subscribed, but I need to hit the little bell now. So I'll do that. Yeah, absolutely. This video is sponsored by Red Shadow Legends. (laughs) I love how that's like become a meme in and of itself. Like people will just say this video is sponsored by Red Shadow Legends, even if they're not, just because it's like Mm -hmm. so ubiquitous. (laughs) Has anyone ever played Red Shadow Legends? I haven't. No. I don't know. I knew somebody who had a like advertising deal with them, though. Or maybe not them, maybe it was some other mobile game. And got like $10,000 from people. From that referral link. Jeez, maybe I should... Hell maybe yeah. I shouldn't like trash talk them though. Maybe then. Um, sorry, Ray Shadow <laughs> Legends. Yeah, I totally play your game. Would Give you like to grand. be a transpotting sponsor? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll do our best there. And they... Anyway, this is, this is off topic, but... Um, he, he was telling me that he could go and look and see, like, this person was referred to this link, this person was referred to this link, and this person, and so on, and could see how much each of them spent on mm-hmm. the game. Yeah. Oh, wow. And there was, like, five people who were spending, like, thousands of dollars, and he had referred to, like, like 200, maybe? But of those five, the five were responsible Jeez. for, like, 95, 98% of his referral income. That's, That's what wild. they go for. They go for those whales, wild. those people who spend way too much. And usually they can't really afford it, but. Yeah, I, I've heard that it's also like a pretty common phenomenon for like mm-hmm. little kids will like sign up for a game and just like buy a whole bunch of credits, not really mm-hmm. realizing what they're doing and like rack up a whole bunch of a uh, whole bunch of money on like their parents' credit card. And then they check their statement as like, who spent $800 on Pokemon Go? Well, mm-hmm. it turns out my kid did. In the last couple of years, uh, there was like a big court ruling about that happening in Fortnite. And there was like this whole big like reimbursal to people. And it was it was a whole thing. Jeez. System's broken, wild. dude. Absolutely wild. <laughs> Capitalism. Capitalism. Oh. Isn't it the best? It's... <laughs> yeah, it sucks because um, capitalism moves faster than we as government people can make decisions you know you've got four you've got every yeah. two or four years you can make a decision about somebody you're going to send to vote for but then every quarter corporations are making decisions on how they're going to screw you over so pretty much pretty it's much almost like and they're also in the get-go yeah, uh, exactly. They're spending a lot of money to make sure the people that you vote for, regardless of what 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 party you're voting for, have their best That's interests true. at heart. So, 
That's true. Government oh. sucks. Pick, clicking through all these links, I'm just, I followed you on Twitter for forever. My brain is making connections it wasn't making. I'm so sorry. Okay. I'm scatterbrained. <laughs> That's all right. I'll, I'll find it in my heart to forgive you somehow. Pretty Thank sure you. we're all neurodivergent here. Oh my God. Oh, Jesus. Who are you on Twitter? Uh, Sapphic Celeste. So. <laughs> Do that SEO. That's me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't see ya. Uh, am I shadow banned again? That's possible. So if he searches just for your name on, on Google, it's not the first hit. I don't want to. I don't want to know it. <laughs> SEO optim- <laughs> search engine optimization. Come on now. Look, I am not the most popular trans writer named Sophie Edwards who lives in Ontario, really? Canada. And that is a problem. Wow. <laughs> so you Google Sophie Edwards queer writer and like I haven't done this recently, but somebody else shows up and it's like good for you, but also like God damn it. God damn it. I'll be <laughs> honest, I uh, Googled my name before I got it changed just to see how many results there were. Oh, I didn't, I've never done that, actually. I should probably check really? that. I used to do it a whole bunch. Um, there was one thing I found once I Googled my dead name, and it was like, the full phrase was, dead name is that which is dead name is that which is those who are not he. What? I have no idea. I have no idea. But the, somebody wrote that for some reason. Hmm. That's very interesting. <clears throat> When I Googled my dead name, I found out I owned a um, horse ranch down in Tennessee. But it wasn't me. It was somebody with that name. (laughs) So uh, when are we going to uh, party at your place down in Tennessee? Awesome. (laughs) Sounds good. I'll be awaiting my invite. That's right. You'll be part of the Transpotting Alumni (laughs) invites. That would be so fun. (laughs) Awesome. All of the guests awesome. on one show together. How awesome would that be? In one horse ranch, riding I just riding found out horses. In one horse, <laughs> one horse ranch. Uh, I just found out after googling my current name, first and last name, that I actually uh, am a, a a bridal shop. You sure <laughs> are. Look at Nico. <laughs> Go figure. It's okay. Now I'm doing mine. Sorry, this York. this will cut all of this out of the episode. <laughs> No, we won't. No, we're not going to do that. Nothing comes up with mine. I'm not, right, Everything is content. With... Well, if I Google DuckDuckDo, oh, our website now, is uh, Transpotting is the fourth one that comes up. Fourth result under my name. Nice. It's not bad. We're making it, baby. <sighs> Oh, there's also, there's a, a river called Rowan River in Ireland. I'm not surprised about that. Uh, hmm. Oh, hey, yeah, fourth fourth hit is transpotting for me as well. Look at, I look hear, at that. I hear in that river they're not allowed to use motors. <sighs> you know, okay, so I, I <laughs> here, here's the funny thing is that I didn't decide, so I changed my last name um, be, uh, with my spouse when we both changed our name. We're both trans. They are non-binary. Um and we decided to to choose our own last name together. And we decided that before I had chosen the name River. Uh, and so 
right before we went into like the, the video courtroom thing to do our name change because it's all during COVID, right? I was like, you understand that I'm going to permanently have a pun in my name, right? And they're just like, son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, that's trans culture right there. So there you go. Hey, there you go. Um, S.B. Edwards is my like author name. And sbedwards.com was taken. So I did sbedwards.co. And then I discovered that dot gay is a thing. So now my website is sbedwards.gay. <laughs> I need that. Beautiful. Oh, dang. And it's we very important that everybody know that. <gasps> oh, I want that. that. Is amazing. I want right. the dot gay. We need more domain names with dot gay. Yeah. They're not that expensive. And dot LGBT yeah, is I've a thing as well. I've that. Yeah. I just like dot gay better. Look a bata. Some of them are ridiculous. There's dot photographer. That's too much. Which is like, who's... who's three three letters is better. Yeah. Dot photo. Okay. I'm going with that. Dot photographer. I'm sorry. No, dot that's fa. Not, uh, sounds delicious. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> I was telling somebody earlier that, um, well, I joined an improv group, right? And I was talking about why I like improv so much more than stand-up. The main reason is in improv, you don't have to be funny. You can just be silly. <laughs> I mean, my girlfriend and I are basically like our own two-person mm-hmm. improv troupe. <clears throat> With, we, ba- we bounce back and forth like all the time. It's ridiculous. She's also, she's also trans and it's, it's just nonstop. It's ridiculous. It's fun. I, I feel bad for anybody oh, else. I do too. <laughs> <laughs> you feel bad no, for anybody I've... who has to spend time with me? Are you feeling bad for yourself right now? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, I'm very pleased that I got to spend time with you. <sighs> this mm-hmm. has been a lot of fun. It was fantastic. So thank you so much for joining us today. It's been lovely. Can Thank you give you. us your uh, where fun. people can find you on YouTube and whatever other social media? Um, do with some shameless, shameless yeah. self promotion, please. Yeah, absolutely. I'm I'm quite shameless. Um, you can find me on YouTube at Transgender Ancient History. Uh, the channel is called We Have Always Existed. You can find find me on Blue Sky um, at Transgender History on Instagram slash threads at queer.trans.writer.sophie. You can see I do SEO. Um, and I don't know, those are the main ones. Okay, perfect. Um, how, do I, how do I keep in touch with y'all? Well, if you uh, hit up the contact at transbodying.com email, that's going to hit mm-hmm. all of us. Um that's also originally it was broken while you weren't getting any notifications for our uh, guest uh, submission. So, uh, mm-hmm. hey, uh, potential guests out there, uh, reaching out <laughs> to you soon. <laughs> I'm really sorry. It's been like months, but I had no idea it was broken. I just thought we were not that popular. Uh, <laughs> uh, I am on uh, Blue Sky as Cupcake Hellsword and also on Instagram as Cupcake Hellsword. I'm also a metalcore recording artist uh, by the name of Barry the River. A uh, oh, new right song came out today, actually. So go check oh, it shit, out. Oh, shit, did it? Cool. It I'll did. have to check it out. 
I'm suppressed in all the algorithms and all of the social media, so no one's seeing my posts. It's fine. I will retweet it right. I'll come check it out. Yes. You can find me on Instagram at Oh No Marcia. That's about the only place that I'm kind of active, and even then, I'm only on it like once every other week. I've kind of been taking a break from social media, mainly for my mental health, um, and also just because I feel like the social media kind of sucks. So, um, it kind of does. Yeah, it kind of does. Um, it kind of sucks. Blue sky is nice, but I don't know. I wonder if it's going to take off. I feel like it's too much of a walled garden at this point. It is, but it's one of the things mm-hmm. that kind of makes it nice. Because, like, I don't know, like, Twitter's bad, and it always was. Twitter always was bad. Like, it's... Even though we, people found good things on yeah, it. Yeah, it sucks. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I was on there, but, like, it's not it's not a good place. And you can find me on, I still mostly post on Twitter. I'm sorry. I just, I have a hard time switching platforms. I have some of the others, but I'm at Sapphic Celeste there on Instagram. I am at Tato.chips. That's T-A-Y-T-O dot C-H-I-P-Z. I can't find y'all. I, I keep looking them up. I can't find y'all. Can you like drop links in the chat? You already follow me on Twitter, so. Do I? Okay. Yeah. Um, and that's really mostly what I'm doing right now. And I've been, I've not been posting a lot much anywhere social media wise. That's just been, been pretty burned out on that kind of stuff. Just vibing. Just vibing. It's easy to. It's easy to. Uh, and like. I don't know. The world is can be pretty pretty depressing, and sometimes it's nice to just kind of disconnect from that and focus on taking care of yourself. There's nothing wrong with that. For sure. For sure. You only get one you, so take care of them. Exactly. Exactly. This has been River Mom. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thanks, Mom. Thanks, Riff. River Mom. Hey, anytime. I'm also the server. Oh, yeah, that's right. We have a Discord server. Um, come join our Discord oh, server. Oh, okay. Uh, I am the uh, a, a apparently appointed server mom there uh, <laughs> as I can't help but interact with people. So, uh, yeah, we've got a pretty fun little community of 50 and growing, I think. And right uh, feel free to join it. It's a public server. Um, there will always be a, a link to it in our description of each episode. So um, cool. check out the link and you can join our Discord server. Um, Sophie, I can just send you a link if you want to join. Uh, you don't have to wait cool. until this gets released next I can send you Friday. the link right now. Sure as well. Do it. Um, it's pure chaos, but also pure love. I do too. I love the so people much. on our Discord are so A trans-oriented lovely. space that's chaotic? <laughs> I need to hang out there more often. I'm just so bad at keeping up with Discord. I pop in every now and then and say what's up. Yeah, it's the same with my own uh, Discord server for for my Patreon <clears throat> uh, Patreon supporters. I feel like I should interact with them more. <clears throat> I always feel like I'm not giving my supporters enough. I feel the same too. We've got our Patreon yeah. going, and it's kind of mainly to help folks who like us kind of support us, but. I feel like I want to start to get some more content in there and uh, not forget about it. 
We haven't forgotten about you, Patreon supporters. We love you. Shout yes, out to our you Patreon so supporters. Really Do you want to read out the names? <laughs> I, I don't. So I, I actually had someone message me and say, hey, I actually don't want my name being read out. Oh, they did okay. not do that. So I think maybe we should err on the side of so caution to say, if you support our Patreon, thank you. you. Normally you read out the names and thanks, but not everybody wants that. So, well, I mean, look at what it's the trans community. You know, people might not be using their, they're not, not mm-hmm. be living fully as their true, true selves yet. So it's they might not, true. you know, expect it to be read out in a public kind of, because these don't just go on Patreon. These, these go on our podcast platforms too. So um, yeah. we've got to be aware of that when we're listing people's names, make sure we don't make them upset because it's not just to our subscribers. It's mm-hmm. to everyone it's that can find us. And I appreciate I all of you. I also appreciate my Patreon <laughs> supporters. So, thanks, y'all. Where can y'all we find your people. Patreon? Uh, well, you can go to patreoncom Edwards. and uh, yeah, if you want to give me money, I won't say no. You heard it here. Give Sophie <laughs> money, please. You heard it here first, folks. She is really cool. She is really cool. I do my best. I love, I love it. Twitter anymore. Oh yeah, I'm sorry. You mean X? No, it's the site formerly known as Twitter. No, no. it uh, is always it is always, always morally correct to dead name <laughs> corporations. Correct. That's true. They're not people. <laughs>